You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony. I'm Rick Kleffel, and we're speaking with Michael DeSarno. He's the owner of Legends Books. Thank you for joining me, Michael. Thank you, Rick. Michael, tell me how long you've been in the book-selling business. Uh, I've been doing this about 10 years now. You have a, a brick-and-mortar store, right? Actually, no, we don't. Uh, we actually run this out of a warehouse in Upland, California, and uh, 99% of our business is online, uh, mail order, and uh, through our website and through other various book uh, marketplace websites. Well, that's fantastic. You started up as an Internet bookstore? Yes. Tell me about uh, what made you do that in the face of the inevitable uh, monolith competition. Well, what made us start an Internet bookstore? or Yes, yes, an Internet bookstore. Especially, were you going up against Amazon at the time? No. no um, am, well, when we first started this, uh, the Internet, had, internet mail order, you know, ordering over the Internet was, was still a relatively new thing. Most booksellers are doing, uh, still doing uh, printed catalogs and mailing those out. And uh, there's only maybe one or two uh, websites that uh, you could list your books on at the time. So it's still a relatively new thing. And uh, we, the, the type of books we sell are, are more geared toward the collector market. So we've never really been in direct competition with, uh, with places like Amazon.com or, or Barnes & Noble. And, in fact, we, we sell our books on their website. So. What brought you to sell the kinds of books you sell? And could you talk a little bit about what exactly those are? Sure, Rick. We, um, well, uh, as with, uh, with most independent booksellers, I think got started because they were collectors at one time <laughs> and then moved into, uh, moved into, uh, into uh, selling their books. So that's how we originally got started. Um, Legends actually got started probably closer to 15 to 20 years ago by my dad. And uh, when then I came into this about ten years ago, and we became partners, and we have always tried to to gear ourselves toward uh, the the, um, the the real discerning collector, <laughs> I guess you could say. And right now we we've sort of carved out a niche of uh, of dealing uh, in mostly uh, uh, British books. Uh, we are probably the one of the largest importers of UK uh, first printings of uh, UK books. Uh, in in the U.S. and uh, that's kind of the niche we've carved out. Uh, although we don't really specialize in any one specific genre or group of genres, we've we, we try to uh, you know we try to stay open and and if there's good books out there, we uh, we'll, we'll buy them and try to sell them. And although I guess you could say the majority of our books are in the in the mystery uh, in the mystery genre. Tell me a little bit about the process of finding out what books from the U.K. are good and how you get them in advance and let your readers know, because I know that I've found many of my favorite books and books that have increased significantly in value through you. Oh, well, thank you. Um, that's, that's the trickiest part of the business. <laughs> I guess uh, we'd all be rich if we could uh, forecast it. Uh, it's not an exact science. Uh, we do a lot of it's word of mouth, and uh, after doing this for so many years, you kind of get a feeling for uh, what people are going to like and what they may not like. So it's, you know, some of it is, it's a little uh, hit and miss. It's a little speculation on our part. Um, with the British books, as you know, uh, a lot of them, a lot of times, uh, they can increase significantly in value in a very short period of time. So we, we try to read as much as we can. Of course, you can't read everything that comes out. So we, 
we do rely on word of mouth uh, through uh, um, some of our customers or um, maybe some of the UK booksellers that we uh, that we do business with, and and uh, we try to do it that way. Once we know of a book and we're sure that we can get it, and of course we only sell signed books, then we begin to you know aggressively market it as much as we can through through our website, through email, and uh, you know uh, various uh, ways like that. We try to market it as much as we can through as many uh, as many sources as we can. Tell me a little bit about your emails because uh, I get them all the time and I find them very useful. Do you put them together yourself? I put them together myself, and uh, we, you know, we have a, you know, a few thousand people that are on our mailing list, and uh, uh, yeah, I, I try to uh, keep people as informed as as possibly can, um, you know, for things that are coming out, and uh, and uh, as well as kind of keep people informed on uh, on also what the what we already have in stock and try to move some of that. So. As a kind of specialty bookseller, I find it kind of interesting that you don't sell a, a lot of the small press, American small press, and I'm wondering what led you to that decision. Well, you know, with a lot of things, and I'm sure, you know, anybody who's done this for a while, it's kind of, we don't really, um, we don't really sit back and, and make a decision of we're going to sell this and we're not going to sell that, and We've we kind of what we've always tried to do, and um, it seemed you know to work for us so far. What we've always tried to do is just kind of go with the flow. To, to uh, use a cliche, we've tried to go with the flow. We've always tried to just go with what seems to be working for us at the time. Um, so it's we've never made a conscious decision to to not sell this or to or to not sell that particular thing. I would never do that. You know, if if a particular type of book or a particular type of press or a particular genre. Is working for us, then we try to try to go with that. So, so that's that's kind of how we've always that's always been our mindset, and that's always been our our uh, philosophy and our our vision for for this business. Can you tell me a little bit about the specific ways that you research uh, you forthcoming UK titles and UK titles that are out there? Because I find it very difficult to find out what's going on in the UK. It, it is it is difficult. We just kind of kind of. Kind of peruse and see what's coming out over the next six months, and um, through the there are certain uh, publishers in the UK that we can get signed books from, and so we kind of stick with those. Um, uh, to be honest with you, if, if if a book is too difficult to get, we we tend to we may mention it, but we don't we necessarily won't aggressively market it. Um, um, if we can't, you know, sometimes if the author maybe is, is a difficult signature to get, we we tend to stay away from that. It's difficult enough to, <laughs> if it, I'm sure you know, it's difficult enough to get signed books as it is. So, so we try to uh, we we try to just go with what works for us and go with certain publishers, certain authors. We can always, you know, there are certain authors that we're friendly with that we can always get, you know, signed books from them. We just look and we we kind of peruse and see what's coming in. A lot of times we get customers or other booksellers. Um, calling us, oh, have you heard of this? Have you heard of that? So a lot of it's word of mouth. There's a lot of word of mouth uh, research that goes into that goes into this. I don't know if that's uh, if that's the uh, the answer everyone's looking for, but <laughs> that's the that's kind of the truth of it. I, I, could you talk a little bit about the book selling business now? Because on one hand, we hear a lot of doom and gloom, but I think there's a lot of good titles out there, and there's a lot of booksellers like yourself and Zsing and Borderlands and a lot of other people in that realm who seem really dedicated and seem to be doing pretty well. Yeah, the you know we, 
Oh, I always try to stay positive with everything, even in you know in any any kind of market. There's always opportunities, and and we've uh, we always just we, we I think like I said before, we've never been hard and fast to any one particular business model or any one way of doing things. So um, yeah, it's I mean it's gotten a little more difficult. It's a little more of a challenge to uh, to sell the sell the books these days. They don't sell themselves as we say. They used to. You know, ten years ago, eight years ago, you know, literally, you know, you turn the computer on in the morning and listen to messages, and you, you know, the orders would be there. People would be calling up, and and uh, and it's gotten it's gotten a little more to be a little more of a challenge now. So, so we try to be as aggressive as we possibly can without being uh, pushy <laughs> to try and uh, let people know what's what's out there, and and um, you know, we've tried to get a little more aggressive in trying to sell off some of our some of our stock, and uh, one thing we, we one thing we do is we use what we call we use the new books to sell the old books. So if an author's new book is coming out, we we use that as an opportunity to uh, to kind of re reintroduce the author or to re uh, uh, to, to remarket the the older books. Maybe even offering a you know a discount on the older titles if they buy the new book. And so that's that's kind of one thing we've we've been really trying to do lately is is, is movie. Move the uh, move the older stock. So, I'm wondering. I noticed this morning on I think it was this morning on uh, one of your emails, uh, Patricia Crowell book, Cornwell book. Cornwell. Yes, the uh, uh, first edition of her first novel. Was that a British copy? I, I thought. I no, thought, oh. no. Um, that's no. That's that's an American book. Wow. Do you guys do well? Selling those really high high end books, do you sell a lot of those? Is there demand for that? That is that is something uh, to be honest that has slowed way down for us. Um, combination, I think, of just the market being the way it is. I think people are are tending, at least in my experience, people are tending more toward um, toward speculating on uh, on new, trying to get the new authors before they become Patricia Cornwell. Uh, trying to get those first books or those first few books, and then kind of sitting on them and seeing what happens with the with the author, and that's kind of the area we've tried to gear ourselves toward. We we do a, we do very well with with first books, with debut novels, with you know the potentially next big thing. Uh, not everything, of course, is a home run, but um, you know some of the books we've we've uh, we've marketed have done very well. You know, John Wilcox Horns the Buffalo, uh, Richard Morgan's you know Altered Carbon. Um, I'm sure there's a dozen more I could rattle off. Jasper Ford. Jasper Ford is a great one. Uh, John Connolly, Every Dead Thing. Uh, those are ones that we've that we were on. Yeah, Jasper Ford. That's a perfect example. Uh, a bookseller called me up several years ago and said, uh, "By the way, what do you think of uh, Jasper Ford?" And I went, oh, "I never heard of Jasper Ford." <laughs> and uh, we researched them. Said, "Wow, that looks really interesting." And uh, found we were able to uh, you know to, to get the book and you know the rest is history. So that's. That's kind of uh, that's kind of the way uh, we've been doing things. As far as the the older books, the high end stuff, uh, they, they do still sell, um, not quite as often. Um, of course, they're much harder to replace once you do sell them. So um, over the years, we've we've sold off a lot of them, and and we found ourselves not as not being as aggressive with with finding with finding the um, more to kind of replace them. Um, so as we, you know, as, as they as they present themselves, we do still we do still buy them. But uh, we found our, our business has 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 gone more toward uh, toward toward the new books. So. 
Well, what's your tip for the next uh, J.K. Rowling? The next J.K. Rowling? Well, gosh, the market has been really flooded with with that particular genre. Um, everybody's been getting into the been kind of getting into the into the fantasy, the young adult fantasy. Um, that's been the real hot thing over the last few years now, and uh, we've done really well with that. Um, I can't say that there's uh, anyone right now that would use say, "Wow, they're the next." Uh, that's the next J.K. Rowling. Uh, we we uh, one book that was really really hot last year was Nick Stone's Mister Clarinet. Um, it won an award. His new book is coming out soon, if it's not already out, called uh, The King of Swords. Uh, we're starting to see some. Does that Nick Stone uh, follow the same character? We, yeah. uh, my reviewer loved that book. Yeah, that was a hot, hot book. He's a great author. Um, same character. Uh, we're seeing a lot of um, what we're seeing now is some books that kind of are starting to mirror current events now, as far as um, you know the way the world is with uh, terrorism and and uh, and things like that. Um, uh, there's kind of some. Some books that are coming out uh, in that kind of the maybe a reinfusion of the I said the spy genre uh, book by a guy named David Isaac called Shock and Awe that uh, will be out I believe this week um, uh, um, you know, about some but a group of Americans trying to track down uh, some terrorists that have a dirty bomb those kind of things are are, are pretty are, are very popular right now uh, as well as you know the serial serial killer genre. Uh, what we what we kind of my own name for is kind of the um, horror mystery genre, the the, the Thomas Harris um, um, type of mystery with a you know, uh, ultra violent, uh, ultra gory you know, type of serial killer uh, stories are, are are still very popular. John Connolly, uh, John Connolly um, is, is kind of uh, grafted himself into that genre, done very well with it. Um, a new book by. Carol Ramsey called Absolution out recently, um, where it kind of mixes in uh, you know, religious elements. Um, um, of course, anything that, that's in the in the mold of Da Vinci Code is, is doing very well right now. Kate Moss Labyrinth did very well. Um, so anything in that, anything in, the, in those kind of genres, we're, uh, we're we're getting a lot of demand for. Tell me, what are some of your favorite titles coming up? Like I said, um, the shock and awe—that's the one that we're really excited about. He's actually an American author, but his book is uh, is, is going to be a British uh, true first. Um, always a delight. Excuse me. Always a delight. I know. Oh yes, I always. Believe, always uh, <laughs> for keep... some reason, we've uh, we like I said, we've carved our niche out of this, and it seems to be easier for us to get the UK books and get the American books. Um, we uh, uh, Ian Rankin. Uh, the uh, Rebus XX or Rebus 20 is going to be out soon. Uh, that's always exciting. Always happy to to see that. Um, rumors, uh, actually, rum- there's rumors that J.K. Rowling is uh, writing uh, a mystery now. So we uh, hope we'll be on the lookout for that soon. Um, Boy, that's uh, that's going to got to be scary to a lot of uh, American and British mystery writers. <laughs> Yeah, that should be uh, that should be big. I'm sure she matter, no matter what she writes, it's going to be huge. So, we've been speaking with Michael DeSarno. He's the owner of Legends Books. You can find them at legendsbooks.com. Thank you for speaking with me, Michael. Well, thank you, Rick. It's been a pleasure.
You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony.